Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the podcast Strikes Back. My name is George and you're listening to our weekly show, Top 8, where we break down this week's biggest stories in the world of movies. And who is joining me? Who do you think's joining me? It's the boys, Connor. Hello. And Benny. Hello. It really is the biggest news stories in, of the week this week. Oh man, <laughs> so, get ready. Oh, strap in. Coming at you like a flannel. We, I think we, it's <laughs> like a flannel. I like feel a ray. Like, <laughs> any, any Marty Bush fans we out there? Have, yeah. Like overhyped how devoid of news um, it was. No, I don't, think, don't play <laughs> this, this is good. This is a jam-packed episode and shit went down this week. All right. Um, well, first of all, because you don't, apparently you're not doing it. Um, you just hijacked yeah. it. And I was like, I was well, if you'd like to, to actually do it, I'm just staring at <laughs> you, you waiting about to for you jump, to go. I saw you about to jump in the news. You're like, wait, fuck, we got that <laughs> other bit that we do before uh, that. Uh, yeah, just, <laughs> no, no, it's good. You and me watched Mama. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we watched that um, earlier this week. I think that was uh, second time viewing for you. Yeah. Uh, first time viewing for me. Yeah. Um, I thought that it was a, a really cool, um, really cool concept, um, a very cool start. Um, yep. Even even the middle was was really entertaining. Um, I'm not sure how I feel about the ending. Um, yeah. And you kind of prepared me for that. You you basically said this is where shit gets weird. Yeah, and um, gave you a massive wink. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and uh, yeah, I felt like it was two distinctly different films. Like the beginning was very much a horror film with some you know a bit of originality, and the end was very much a Del Toro. Um, yeah, kind of I felt like ending. even more so. It was less of a horror film watching it this time. Yeah, I felt it was more of a Del Toro-y kind of. I would have kind of enjoyed it fantasy more fantasy rather than a horror film. If if I had if I think if the beginning and the middle felt a little bit more like that to me, then I think I would have enjoyed it more. Like the yep. ending wouldn't have seemed so kind of out of left field. Yep. Um, so yeah, we watched that. Um, I, I did enjoy it. Uh, the other thing I've been watching this week is The Office, the UK version. Nice. I've seen like clips and, and an episode here and there, but I've never sat down and watched it from beginning to end. And that's, you know, um, it's, it's been on my list for ages. It, I, it, it, How is it a tough watch? Well, because when you start you that- You can only cringe so much before your skin starts coming yeah. It's so good. I think, and I said to you when, you, when you told me you'd watched it, I was like, it's one of those shows that gets better every time. I feel like that's the case. The the humor kind of marinades with you, yeah, and you get what they're going for. Well, yeah, and I I kind of pushed through it in the first episode or two because I was like, this is super cringy. It's not usually my jam, um, but by the end, I I was absolutely in love with the series. I I think it you know blows the American version out of the water. Oh, big time! Um, and I I, on, I kind mate. of don't I, you don't even need to say that. But I always think it's a bit boo hiss when people are like, no, the American version's better, or the UK version's better of like any show. Yeah. It's like it's just it's a different humor. It's for a different audience. Shut the fuck it's up. true. Um, but I just think like you know, uh, I just I thought it was. Have, you, have you watched through the American version? Not the entire thing. I think I made it through the. No, first you haven't. Four. <laughs> so we're just gonna we're just gonna declare that it's the inferior one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just, I love how it was, you know, and this is a kind of a staple of UK TV shows. It wasn't too long. It kind of, it had its little moment and then it, and it ended. Yeah. 12 episodes. Yeah. And, and that's, I love that about those kind of shows. Me too. They don't continue on. Faulty Towers, The Office, Black Books. I kind of hold those up as. Mighty Boosh. Mighty Boosh. Mighty Boosh might be coming back though. Maybe. That's it. it. Maybe (laughs) we should, we maybe should have put that in. (laughs) Benny, what have you been watching? Um, so I didn't watch Mama this week. Um, I'll have you my own, I'll, I'll have my own movie night. So you were at work. <laughs> so fuck you. Yeah, all right. Pull that shit on me um, live on air. 
Yeah, that's fine. Um, I uh, I just I barely saw anything this week. I've been ca- ca- catching up with uh, Fargo and uh, American Gods, both of which are amazing. I don't know how many times I have to say it till you guys watch this shit. It's fine. I keep um, letting you down on so many <laughs> levels. I had to watch um, the uh, the Office. It was it was closer on the list. In uh, in Fargo, uh, there's one episode left, and it's just I I this is one of those shows every episode ends I'm just like give me the next one right now yeah. I can't wait um, David Thewlis has made up for Wonder Woman spectacularly he's yeah, the greatest okay, well. villain ever <laughs> oh he's a villain ever, but cool. he's, he's yeah he's oh, so hardcore um, other than that I've just been neck deep in my Tetris addiction um, got Tetris to, uh, Tetris I'm a hardcore <laughs> Tetris player it's it's coming back with a vengeance I got a nice score of 2 million the other day but uh, Holy shit. I, I spent an hour and 20 minutes playing it's fine Wow. That was one game. Anyway, that's, that's why I haven't watched much else this week. <laughs> wow. Um, you, must have, you must have been wired by the end of that session, like just seeing blocks you, Yeah, you close your eyes and it's just blocks. Do you keep the though. music yeah. on or off? I have the music off. You can't You can't listen to that for two hours. Uh, come on, man. <laughs> Not a true Tetris side. <laughs> <laughs> only, <laughs> only, only the Russians can a actually tetriti. play it that way. <laughs> I imagine just coming into your apartment and all like the furniture is nice. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, all slotted together. I'm like, it hasn't disappeared yet, something. Things wrong. Um, you know what? I'm going to take a bit of a detour this week. And, uh, you know, we, all, we, we talk about movies we've been watching on TV shows, but I have been listening the shit out of this album by this metal band called Volumes. And if you're into, like, I know this, yeah, I know, I know. But seriously, man, these guys fucking rock. If you're into, like, Linkin Park or... <laughs> periphery or they just got a really good pop metal sound and i am loving this um yeah this is gonna be bizarre for anyone that came to this podcast from movies and tv shows i have to just give him a shout out on this (laughs) just wait wait till i say mine (laughs) but as well with that i have been watching buffy um uh with ash uh my fiance and we're 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 having a great time it's such a well-written show you really connect with all the characters it's 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 a lot of fun Let's get on to the big news week, huh? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Roll sure, them are you up. Sure, are you sure there's nothing else you guys want to add? Anything you've seen? <laughs> any, filler, any filler you have? <laughs> no more hype? Okay. I made some amazing cheeseburgers this week. <laughs> and Jordy make those cheeseburgers? Jordy t- taught me how to make them. Okay. And I made them. Nice. Very All nice. right. Well done. Thank you, Jordy. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to Jordy for them burger skills. We'll, yeah. we'll give you the recipe later on in the episode. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> if, we, if we need more time. Yeah. It's a secret recipe. All right. Let's get oh, into sorry. the top eight. We've, we've delayed it as long as we can. Uh, all right, number one. We've got some news on the new X-Men film, Dark Phoenix. Um, so Fox has come out and said that uh, we're going to get Simon Kinberg to helm this. They've confirmed that now. Uh, they've also confirmed that uh, Jennifer Lawrence, Michael Fassbender, James McAvoy, they'll all be back into this one. Um, and there's even talks about getting Jessica Chastain into there as well. Man, they must have thrown some dollars at Jennifer Lawrence because she just phoned it in. How do they keep getting any of these people back? It still blows my mind that there's like a movie franchise, like a shitty one at that, that has Jennifer Lawrence, Fassbender, and uh, McAvoy McAvoy in it. But they just don't seem to own it. This I reckon this is this is their paychecks. They can go and do all the the kind of the projects that they want to yeah. do that they're passionate about, and then they get that sweet Fox money and twenty million dollar oh, paycheck. Yeah. And they're just like, thank you very does much. A great job. So does Fassbender. Yeah, like they're at least giving it their all. Well, except that bit with in the forest, in in Apocalypse. 
Yeah. Was, I, I have shut out Apocalypse from my memory, from my mind, from everything. So Simon everything. Kimberg, he's what a long time producer of the series. Yeah. Yeah. So he's doing he's I think he's done some writing um as well as producing. So he's he is, you know, completely engrossed into this series. Like back from like X two, I think. Yeah. Um so he obviously knows the universe inside out, or at least this, you know, movie universe inside yeah. out. Um as to whether that's a good thing or not, I, I think will remain to be seen. I mean, we've always mentioned this about this uh, franchise is that it is so hit and miss. You know, it's, it's uh, you know, some of them are so good. Like Days of Future Past, I love that film. Logan. I mean, Logan. Um, and then but you there get are Last some Stand, absolute, absolute turds in there. It's, it's shocking. Okay, so this is his directorial debut Yeah. Um, he's mostly been a writer in his career. He's written Triple X, State of the Union. Oh, cool. man. Hell <laughs> he, he yeah. He wrote X-Men The Last Stand. Oh. But, but he also wrote X-Men Days of Future Past. Okay. But he also wrote <laughs> the most recent Fantastic Four. Uh-huh. <laughs> and X-Men Apocalypse. So, uh-huh. <laughs> so That's such a confusing... A like. storied career, yeah. Yeah, you know, that... You know, it's, it, it makes sense that he wants to take the helm and be a director. Uh, and it does makes it? sense. Yeah, it does. Because Cause he's look had at, some look, bad movies out there and he hasn't been but look fired how many yet. Films so. he's, <laughs> look how many films he's been in, uh, been involved with. Like, but look it, at it what sense. films he's been involved in. Yeah, but they've made money. There's no way they've made, they haven't made money. Um, uh, this is... This so you're look, saying, are movies. you guys arguing with me to say that the fact that this guy is I'm, being a director is weird. No, no, no. I'm not arguing with it at all. Huh? No, 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 no. no. I'm, just, I, I'm oh, just saying like... Right, there we go. So let's move on. <laughs> I, I, think, just, I, I think, don't know whether his involvement with the franchise so far is necessarily a strength or a weakness. I, that's a completely different question. It's hard to say. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, I don't think these movies really need directors at this point. Like these yeah. big studio things. Yeah. They don't... They never get any like first AD says, uh, or the you know the assistant says action anyway. Yeah, so he's, he's probably cares. he's probably just off in his trailer and not yeah. really directing. Anyways, anyway, I'm just going to assume this movie is going to be the worst X Men movie yet until anything wow. says otherwise. God, that's so depressing. Yeah. Well, they. I mean, their last movie was a was a hit, so that means that they, this one has to be bad. It wasn't Logan? Oh, right. Um. But the, the last, certainly not Apocalypse. <laughs> no, yeah, just in terms of the actual X-Men movies, the last yeah. one was, I think, the worst X-Men movie. And, um, yeah, I don't see any... It doesn't seem like they're changing course at all from, from that direction, so... Yeah. It's, it's all. not burn like it they don't the have... Good... Dark Phoenix, burn it to the ground. Yeah, finish this, man. Yeah. Finish it. Um, well, we can finish this segment. Let's go on to number two. Um, Kevin Feige has come out and made a couple of comments about the uh, MCU... Um, so we just, gay. we just all condense it into one. Feige um, talks and everyone listens. Why wouldn't you? Bow to Feige. <laughs> we keep talking about this. I reckon he's just talking out of his ass. Like he's, he's just at this more, point. We talk about Feige more than any of like the main movie stars. Yeah, Why wouldn't yeah. we? Like this guy is helming the biggest yeah. movie franchise in the world yeah. right now. Like, yeah. um, all right. So the, the first comment that he made was about the new Venom film. He has confirmed that it is not part of the MCU. It's nothing surprising. Um, but it is nice to get a little bit of confirmation to see that now this is, if it fails it's going to be Sony it's not they're not staking their reputation on it um, he's he hasn't said that it'll uh, that Venom will never feature in the MCU and I think Marvel has always been really good about never backing themselves into a corner um, you know saying you know someday if we own the property uh, you know fuck it we'll if, do it right if it's, if it's good enough it's if it's up to our level yeah uh, yeah he really hasn't said anything here that I think tells us 
one way or the other what's happening with this movie. Like he said, it's not part of the MCU, but I don't feel like that necessarily means it's not part of the Spider-Man world. Like maybe it's just, there's no connection to the MCU. Like it's just, it's not going to be one way or the other. Like it could very easily retroactively fit into the MCU if they decide they wanted to, or it's just not going to explicitly mention anything. Maybe, maybe there'll be some Spider-Man stuff, but not the other MCU stuff. That would legitimately blow my mind because that would, it would just make this web that Marvel and now Sony has cast just the most confusing fucking thing in the world. I I can't keep track of it as it is. (laughs) (laughs) This this yeah. (laughs) Listen, this is this is very bad news. Very very bad news because they Marvel needs this Venom thing. (laughs) Oh yeah, (laughs) they need it. Yeah. The problem here is that the MCU is built around PG thirteen or M rated films. Um, and Venom is going to be M-A-R rated. Um, it's going to be more adult. It's going to be more in that Deadpool, Logan kind of style and retroactively fitting into the MCU. Mm. I don't know if it's going to, I, I don't think it's the, going to work. The MCU's so it, hit the R rating before though with the Netflix stuff. And I think that fits well enough. But they've, but so many times, like those two, they never gel and there's almost like, different agendas at stake but but it is still all the mcu yeah. it is it is and i like but, that it's broad enough that you can have stuff but there that, is a divide is. there and there's a divide in the, the the people involved with creating the shows yeah yeah totally um it's, so but it's interesting that you said that because one of the other comments from kevin feige is that they're not ruling out in the future having as part of the mcu like the the cinematic the movies um having an r-rated film Mm. So the, I can't the, imagine it'll be in phase three, but maybe somewhere in phase four, that comes into play. No, the comment here was definitely, no, we're not doing R-rated movies. Like it was very much, I'm not going to say we're ruling it out completely, but we don't have any plans or anything. Like it's just, it's not, yeah. it's not something that's going to happen. I think. He's I don't just, think it's going to happen. Like I as think, you said, they, do, they don't want to back themselves into a corner and mm. Kevin Feige will never say anything that will back them into a corner. You know? <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know, we're not doing it now. Maybe we could, but we're not, but we could. And it's like, okay, fine. You're not doing it. It's, it's cool to say it. <laughs> yeah. I'm just saying it's a possibility. It's I, I think they've got a winning formula. I, I think you to. might be right, George. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're on the The stats something. are showing. <laughs> we've, uh, we've just gotten the box office numbers in. <laughs> but I have to imagine that they're smart enough to know that there will be a point where that formula doesn't work anymore. Like, it's just they can't create these kinds of films from now until... We're on gradually day. adjusting. I think don't, people don't give Marvel enough credit. If you look at Iron Man versus, you know, Doctor Strange or something that's come out recently, it's, it's evolved. It's, hmm. it's, it's different. They've, they've fine-tuned and they're always going to be readjusting the template. Yeah, but that's very much my point. So we don't know how the, those yeah, adjustments yeah, will go in the yeah. future. So we might look back and think, how silly was it that they we thought- They want mass appeal. They do, yeah. And it's true. But as, as you said, the Netflix uh, Marvel series are R-rated and they're yeah. massively popular. Yeah. As far as I'm concerned, we're on the sixth shitty exact same Transformers movie that's going to make a billion dollars um, or the fifth, whatever it is, who cares? Um, so maybe they don't need to change it all. Yep. Maybe they could just keep pumping out this stuff and it'll keep being successful. Just as a little segue from this, um, did you guys see John Landis's comments about the MCU? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so the director of- Old American, Man Yells at the Sea. Yeah. American Werewolf in London, John Landis was like, you know, just saying how Marvel's churning out the same thing. And, and you know, he cited the whole skyscraper. He talks a lot about- falling, tumbling skyscrapers. And mm. I feel like Marvel have been fairly good recently. I thought Doctor Strange, yeah, there were some crumbling buildings, but mm. it was done with all the whole reverse thing, which was really cool. Mm. Um, 
Guardians didn't really do that. They blew up a planet. But, um, but C- was, Civil War was a very personal yeah. kind of fight uh, at the end of it. Yeah, and the airport scene was like, you know, planes crashing yeah. and burning. So, I, don't, I don't think his you point know, that's was... that's not a skyscraper, I don't think his point was invalid. I think it was just two years late. Yeah. I, th- I think it's very much an old director who has not made anything in a long time. It's like, how, what are the kids talking about these days? Oh, no, I'll say something about the MCU, then they'll print some new stories yeah. about me. <laughs> good on you. You made some good films a long time ago, pal. <laughs> his son, ben mate. just calling him out. <laughs> hey, come on. Some of these old directors, they, they try and pipe up every now and then. It's like, no one, shut up about the MCU. Just make a movie. Make, make some movies. Yeah. Do that. And his son, Max Landis, who I think is pretty cool, is doing a remake of Very American Werewolf in London. <laughs> yeah. I love how divisive he is. Mm. Yeah, I, I really like him. Yeah. I like most of his stuff too. Yeah. That that um, Frankenstein movie was terrible. <laughs> was that Victor Frankenstein? Yeah. yeah. It was real bad. I liked American Ultra though. I thought that was fun. Yeah, American Ultra that. was fun. Um, I didn't even bother seeing the Frankenstein one. I watched like, it on a plane. And it. even on a plane. Like it was a very plain movie. And yeah. even on a plane, I was like, oh, should I turn this off? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um... What else do we have for... No rivalry. Um, another comment that Kevin Feige made was that he doesn't see any rivalry between DC and Marvel. Bullshit. Um, I don't know whether... Like, <laughs> no, it, DC sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck those guys. I mean, of course he's going to be magnanimous. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's the guy at the top. He's like, no, we don't, we don't mind those poor little yeah. guys in the gutter. But he, he's come out and he's congratulated Wonder Woman. And I, to be honest, this is what I would actually love to see. More of this. More of like... Them not, I don't think it has to be Marvel first TC. I think it could very much be, uh, and we mentioned this in our uh, Wonder Woman review. I would love to see two fantastic shared universes that give us, you know, different tonally that are different. Yep. Um, that give us different content, um, but that are both good. And I think yeah. it's possible. I completely yeah. agree. We should all get along. That's what these stupid <laughs> DC fanboys don't get. <laughs> <laughs> I kid. I kid. <laughs> send you send your hate mail to Connor. <laughs> and I don't even know who the, who these companies are, let alone. <laughs> no idea. I'm kidding. Um, and the the last little piece of news from Kevin Foggy is that they have no plans whatsoever um, in the MCU for Fantastic Four. I can't say that that's a huge disappointment for anyone. Fantastic Four, I feel like, is a concept that really needs a an amazing person to interpret that because that's a tough one. In 2017 and beyond, that is a tough one to get right. It's so rooted in the 1960s aesthetic and and culture and stuff. Movie Bob, I don't know if you guys know him. He's a a film critic, does a lot of cool stuff. Um, He recently did a couple of videos on how you should adapt uh, Fantastic Four nowadays, how how you should adapt them into the MCU. And it really got me interested into the the idea. Um, I doubt that's probably what they do, though. But uh, yeah, not a surprise that they're not doing anything that's shelved for a while. I think yep. put that one away for, for 10 years or so. Yep. Save it for when they've used up everything yep. else. They tried got. it. It didn't work. They tried it again. <laughs> it worked much less. <laughs> I thought, the as, as I've said many times in this podcast, I thought the first half of Fantastic Four was actually brilliant. Maybe, maybe let, let, me, let me rewatch it again. Mm. But I was so impressed, and it was a crushing second half. It was the worst. It was crushing. Yeah. Maybe that made me like the first half more. By yeah. comparison. Yeah. Remember when that first half, half happened? How good was that? Yeah, yeah. exactly. Josh yeah. Trank. Then he rage quit. Uh, rage, rage quit, quit the life. world. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, I'm done. Fuck it. Yeah. I feel Again, I feel like Kevin Feige at any point is about two seconds away from that. Just being like, I fuck it. I quit. This really? is bullshit. <laughs> I don't, imagine I how much stress just, that guy's everyone under. Everyone walks and it's like, 
Kevin, Kevin, tell us where do that what would do almost. We do? Can you imagine just having that like much Jesus just <laughs> touching their hands? Imagine having child. that much pressure. <laughs> just be like, tell us what to do next. I'm like, I can't. I don't know. He probably <laughs> is a superhero in of himself, and he's just like, I know how this shit works. All right, moving on. Number three. Um, so there's a rumor that's come out this week that um, Tom Cruise. Uh, the re- or about Tom Cruise, sorry. The the recent Mummy movie has been absolutely savaged by critics. Um, and Including the podcast Strikes Back. Yeah, yeah. Nah, we, weren't, we weren't too kind to it either. Go, go, go check out our review, by the way, right now. <laughs> maybe we did, maybe we did. It didn't. might surprise you. <laughs> um, uh, anyways, there's a rumor come out that the reason that it was so kind of shitty, essentially, is because Tom Cruise took creative control. <laughs> How um, slack is that? Eh? I feel like that's the reason a, why the film sucked was Tom Cruise yeah. creatively involved. <laughs> the, the the hate agenda against this movie is really interesting, and yeah. it makes me wonder like what the relationship is between all these news outlets and uh, Universal or something. Because mm. there's been such a a strong push to make this movie look worse than it is. Like um, everyone's, you know, the the Rotten Tomatoes score is crazy low. Most of the reviews are fairly average, though. Like, but everyone's reporting headlines of you know the worst Tom Cruise movie ever made. And uh, they're saying it's you know bombing like crazy. It is Tom Cruise's best global opening ever. Wow, 180 million, which um, I don't know how much he usually opens on, yeah. but uh, it's his best ever. Well, but the headlines Completely are all saying because, you know a really tepid yeah, opening in the yeah. states. Well, that's because yeah, because that that's the difference. His global opening is huge yeah. because of overseas box office performance, and that was part not of, because of domestic. Yeah, but it, Hollywood's a global market now. Like yeah. so many movies are saved. Like seventy percent, they they get they get their yeah. um, money from, Pacific from China Grimm. and stuff. Pacific you know? Rim yeah. was a classic example. Of Getting that. a sequel now and that yeah. did not do well at all. Um, but that was one of the things that came up in the rumors was how Tom Cruise wasn't really this wasn't really a good fit for Tom Cruise this role, but they wanted to get that global market, so they cast Tom Cruise, and then he that character had way less screen time than the Mummy, evidently, and then he kind of came in and wrote his character to be much more of a, you know, a typical Tom Cruise kind of role and really manhandled the project. That's what these rumors are saying. And you know, what was interesting is we talked about it last week was the choreo, uh, the scene um, behind the scenes scene with Russell Crowe and Tom Cruise in the library. um, With the candlestick. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But doing, you know, shooting that, that fight scene in the film. And Tom Cruise is really... He's dictating he's what's going on. Dictating. And that's what people have been saying. He, Alex Kurtzman, this was one of his first films. He didn't have the chops to handle the scale of this. Tom Cruise took ownership of all the stunts, all of this, all of that, and really mm-hmm. owned the film. But, and yeah. But stunts aren't what made this film lacking. No, like, no, I mean, no. and I'm... I'm I think with his experience, he's probably the best one to take control of those kind of stuff. So that didn't surprise me, nor does it concern me. What concerns me is about the amount of creative control overall that he's, again, supposedly um, was given. I don't know how much I buy this. I mean, I'm sure he was a producer on the film. I'm sure he had a lot of input as, you know, a giant star, the biggest name attached to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, I Just this idea that, you know, the main character, which his character is and always would have been, didn't have as much screen time yeah. and it was more about the mummy. Like, bullshit. That was really the weird. The, the mummy's the villain in the piece. I doubt this ever started as like a mummy character piece. Like this, I this, all of these just sounds so slanderous. It does, which makes... That the, was the one element that that I thought was a bit weird, but I think the other elements, you know, him taking ownership and, and just, helping Alex Kurtzman. Tom I, Cruise has been on such a roll and it seems like people have just 
taking this first opportunity to just yes. jump right back on him again. Tall poppy syndrome. And you see someone get that <laughs> successful and you're ready yeah. to just fucking tear them down as soon as they get too big. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, this is... I, I. The only thing that makes me think that it's entirely possible is I think that he is such like a, a big swinging dick in Hollywood that he, he, could, he could pull this off. Mm, if he yeah. went into... If he was attached to a name and said, I will... I will be in this. I will get you that global market, but I want X, Y, and Z. They do it. Mm. Who the fuck's gonna to fuck with uh, Tom Cruise? It's the same thing. We mentioned this the other day. I can't remember who it was, but like, you don't fuck with people like Scorsese because they're so embedded in that industry that you'd be like, nah, I'm just gonna let him do what he does. I just yeah. can't even imagine the version of this movie that wasn't manhandled by Tom Cruise. And I am not convinced that it would have been significantly better than what we got. Definitely so not. So I just don't see the story here other Can you than imagine, everyone wanting to hate on this movie so Imagine much. if they'd cast some no-name in this yeah. and it had just been... But there's a big difference between casting a no-name and casting like Tom Cruise. Those are like two very opposite sides of the yeah. spectrum. Like if you think about it, um, you know, talking about shared universes, you have to talk about MCU. If you think about casting someone like Robert Downey Jr. in those um, kind of early movies as your, your starting movie... That was that, a gamble, man. That's Especially a massive that gamble. Time. He's not not known, but he's also not a huge movie star. Like, but he, he is also very had he also had a lot of you know PR problems with his. He, he was know, a big movie star like a decade before Iron Man, yeah, and then a yeah. lot of lot of legal problems, drug, legal drug problems, issues, drug problems. Yeah. Um, so he, he kind of had. Funnily a enough, negative. Tom Cruise was up for the role of Iron Man in that that film. Can you imagine? <laughs> wow! <laughs> Holy shit! Yeah. Not really. <laughs> funny, funny <laughs> I'd, I'd prefer not to. <laughs> short little Iron Man suit. But do you guys Actually, think, think the mummy would have height. been better without Tom Cruise? I look, I, I do. It's too hard to say. Let's say, let's say swap him out for um He's another one of George's Brendan, hypotheticals. Brendan Fraser. <laughs> no, not Brendan Fraser. <laughs> Fucking Peter Quill. Star Lord. Star Lord. Yeah. Swap him Chris, out for Star Lord. Chris Pratt. Chris Pratt. No, I'm um, getting sick of him. <laughs> Yeah, look, it's it's, that, it's you know that yeah. that more like quippy, funny dude. Like Tom but, Cruise isn't a funny dude. I feel like he's an action star. This was one of the the problems I had with the film that we talked about in the review. Um, go check it out. Uh, <laughs> I like it. Was, yeah, um, was that I don't think that his character, like the Tom Cruise character, fits the character from the Mummy. Like you, you watch him, you think I'm watching Tom Cruise in a film. And it's the same thing with any big, big name actor. Like you watch Leonardo DiCaprio, you watch like Jack Nicholson, like any of those big names, you see that person playing yeah, yeah, a character. Yeah. Um, and I don't think that, they, I, to be honest, I don't think it was really well cast. Would have it made it a, an amazing film? I don't know. Do you reckon it would have won an Oscar? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, fuck it. Why not? Put the money on the table. It probably would have. <laughs> like, there's just too much we don't know. Yeah. Like, this, this, I, I'm the, the only thing I'm fascinated by here is this hate campaign yeah. against this movie. I don't know why everyone wants to shut it down so yeah. much. It's like everyone is so against shared universes, even though we have two. One of them's not good, but one of them's really good. So I don't, I don't really, really know where the, yeah. where the yeah. feeling is coming from. I think the, the next movie... Maybe, um, maybe it's, it's Disney, isn't it? They're behind all this. They want to shut down any other... Ooh. Entirely possible. <laughs> any they're other they're big enough universe. that they could do it. Yeah. Tear them down. Yeah. yeah. All right. Moving on, number four to another massive franchise. Um, So the Transformers franchise. Uh, There's been a rumor circulating about one of the planned spinoffs, and that is that it will be set in ancient Rome. (laughs) Fuck! 
Fuck! Kill me! Yeah, let's go to Kill George's ranch corner. It's already dead. Just let it die. This, you know what this reminds me of? We talked about this um, on a previous podcast. Was uh, taking the Gladiator for a sequel <laughs> and doing like time traveling through, oh, you know, like. Oh. I just it, it feels that level of absurdity. I just can't wait until the the whole franchise is said and done, the twenty movie Transformers franchise, yeah. and there's just like one for every historical period of Earth. What the franchise's <laughs> role? Sorry, the Transformers role was in it. I fuck every one of these movies so far has like gone back into history and been like the Transformers were there with some magical item, and God. I so I just I hate this franchise so much. <laughs> I, it, can't, I I just can't believe it that yeah. they're doing this. I just can't. I, I'm so. Uh, I'm we so. We shouldn't not act so surprised. It. It's it's like you know, big movie execs enjoy money. What? But you know, we, you know why do they keep just, making money? Just going on your train of thought. Like once this twenty movie series is done, and just seeing that box set of twenty <laughs> Blu-rays or Red Rays or whatever the fuck they are on your brain iTunes, rays. and just seeing these shittest films and thinking. Wow, so much time, so much effort. So much money. And what came out? Just nothing. Just empty, vacuous, computer-generated stuff and Shia LaBeouf in three of them. If they ever he, make- by comparison, he doesn't look so bad now. No. Yeah, by comparison. Like, where we are now, I would, like, I said, well, well done. Well done oh, for getting out when he did. Transformers 1 is, like, it's a, it's, Citizen it's, Kane compared to <laughs> the last one. Uh, in, in comparison, if you put it on the scale of the Transformers scale of shit to, I think there's 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 like a a two percent window of quality that they all operate within. <laughs> yeah, like they're all on the same. You know what I like about the first one is just the simplicity of the story of like a kid gets his first he car and it turns yeah. out to be yep. Bumblebee. I think that hook just helps the film. And somehow, <laughs> I'm never gonna. I don't want to. I don't want to watch it. We'll, we'll watch it again. No, we'll do no, a retro no, no, review no, no, on no. all three. I'm quitting. We'll, <laughs> I'm quitting this podcast. We'll do. The, we'll do the red letter media and watch all four of them at once. Oh my god, <laughs> that was such a good video, and it's so funny how much they line up. Oh, well, does he reuse the- shots? Like literally reuses shots from his other films. So, um, but yeah, we're kind of like halfway through this franchise right now. They've they've announced what like another seventeen <laughs> films or something. Like oh. it's something absurd like that. Um, some of them are going to be prequels. Um, sorry, sorry, it's fourteen prequels slash sequels spinoffs. Um, look, Jesus, look, fuck. I'm not an advocate for piracy, but if you need to watch these Transformers movies, don't pay for them, please. Send a message. Yeah, just steal that shit. Yeah. God damn it. I, I'm caught in between wanting to see how bad it is and also not wanting but to you give know, them any money. You know how bad it is. No, I know, but it's like a train wreck. This one looks sick, though. <laughs> <laughs> they always get you with that last they've, trailer. They've, like, they've got uh-huh. this one right, I think, probably. Anthony <laughs> Hopkins just lends so much gravitas. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Anthony Hopkins, he's like, I love money. I just so, right. love money. I will give you, I'll do I will give you, movies. Let's go. I will give you a ray of hope. The... Um, uh. The prequel, the only, really the only one that's been confirmed um, is the Bumblebee one set in the 1980s. Um, it is directed by Travis Knight, who did Kubo and the Two Strings, Ooh. which is a sick film. Yes. One of my um, favorites from last year. Yeah. So that is my, my little yep. ray of hope that maybe they, they can get in a good director that has you know, done something not not a, not even just successful, but just cool. Something yeah. that I really 
genuinely enjoyed yeah. and apply a bit of that to this monstrosity of a franchise. No, I think this is even more depressing. This is just another good director who's going to go under the under yeah. the machine. <laughs> or that, it's yeah, nice, you never nice, know. No, it's nice knowing you, Travis. I don't know. Like, we have never seen a Transformers film that hasn't been done under Michael Bay's guys. Yeah, yeah. So. Oh, he'll still have his stamp on that. Well, He'll almost certainly not. still produce it. I hope not. Well, look, he's leaving. He's not directing no, another I one after this it. one. I doubt it. <laughs> Once again, Michael Bay has said he's not going to come back so, for the next yeah. one. The third movie, he said, I'm done. This is my trilogy. I wrapped yep. it up. I'm not coming back. Uh, came back for the fourth one. Uh, during that, he's like, no, yep. no, I've, I've gone further than anyone's ever gone. Yep. Four amazing movies. <laughs> and he said that was his last one. There, Here he is for the fifth one, saying he's not coming back for a sixth. Bollocks. Do you reckon that he's just a robot? Like the executives have actually just replaced him with a robot. That's probably what happened at that Samsung conference when he just flipped out. Oh, that was so good. He just like had this nervous breakdown. They're like, no, we can't have this again. Let's just replace him. Um, I reckon all these creatives that are successful in their field are what they are. So Kevin Feige's a superhero. Michael Bay's a transformer. (laughs) Steven Spielberg's a dinosaur. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it, it, it doesn't look good. We're going to, but yeah, this is just, this will put money in their pockets and I'm going to be like, we're going to help them do it. I'm going to say I'm going to be 1% stupider after coming out of number five. Uh, Transformers. But feel 5% smarter. Why? By comparison. Why? Because you just watch something so inanely stupid that you're like, I'm better than that. Yeah. What's the new one called? Dark of the the Towers? The Last Night. The Last Night. Knight. The last night. That's probably the. What were the other ones? Age of Extinction, Dark of the Moon, Dark of the Moon, the Christ. second one. <laughs> the second one. What is the second one? Uh, oh, I don't even care to be honest. I care. It's a, a long time ago. That's that, that's the one that I can't stand. I can't even remember what it was about. Pyramids. Oh right! That one, the forty Revenge of the Fallen. Revenge of the Fallen. I just don't know how anyone could single out any of these Transformers movies as being better or worse than the rest. It's uh, such a blur of. Oh, I, I kind of think they're getting worse in a little way as well. I think the first one probably had the most impressive special effects, at least. Like the transforming was actually transforming. Now yeah. they just like morph really quickly. Into, in well, yeah, but yeah, kind of go into a ball. Yeah, yeah, like a, a weird blur. Like even ILM has given up. Yeah, it's crazy. They always bring their A like, game, but you know what? This is how they get their like one. interns to cut their teeth. We yeah. can't. We can't do it anymore. It's all presets now. All right, moving on. Number five, Sony is in trouble. Uh, so they naughty Sony. <laughs> is, this, Sony. is this really that new? Well, Sony's <laughs> always in trouble. Um, so they they got in a little bit of trouble for um, releasing unauthorized uh, um, altered films. So the uh, I think they released a couple of, or were going to release a couple of Seth Rogen's and um, Apatow's films. They were going to clone Seth Rogen and <laughs> yeah. release two Seth Rogens out to the world. Yeah, and so they, they've announced what a list of like twenty movies that they're releasing clean versions of for the whole family to watch. Yeah, as if they haven't already been doing this though, like all those well, cable TV movies. But that's the thing. That's the thing. These so are these are pre-existing. This is a thing. Censored versions. These are just the the airline versions. Yeah. Yeah, so Who this cares? isn't this isn't um, crazy new, but a bunch of creatives have have gotten up. Yeah, gotten in, it's more that the that they've. Um, I think they they gave their consent to have them for certain mediums, and I think Sony is now trying to like mass distribute these, right. which is what the directors are like. No, nah, we won't be having any of that. 
Well, you know what? If I there's feel, an option, I, I, I that's fine. This more. That's the thing. They're they're option. they're coming with the original versions. Like exactly. it's just an optional. Just thing. turn it off. Turn yeah. it on. See, I, I I I kind of give a bit of credence to their reaction because if I think there's some mediums where it's a necessity and you just have to go with the flow and be like, all right, we'll censor it. If I, buy, if I buy, if I go buy a version of of Deadpool, I should be able to have both versions on that. Disc. But that's that's not Deadpool. Like, as, it's as, not Deadpool. It's not. It's not the final vision of the creative. It's not the final voice. Yeah. But it's a business. They need to make money. They need to hit a bigger audience. Sony does need to make money. <laughs> I think there's. I think there's a, a happy medium, and so that's what I said. Like, there's some channels that are just necessary. You have to have that clean version for like airplanes, for yeah. example. But if I'm if if I've gone out and I've made something, and people can just get this different version that I haven't approved, that I don't maybe even like, then yeah, of course I'm going to be pissed off. Yeah. I'm not going to want that to go out there. That's not what I made. Yeah, no, I can definitely see it. But I just feel like this has been happening for a long time, and as long as the original version is out there, hey, so be it. This I think I'm right in the middle of you too. I I just want to ignore that these even exist. Like I. I hate the idea of those airline versions and the idea of having to watch them is terrifying. And I hate the idea that there's like families out there that watch these clean versions of movies. Like just, I don't like the idea of these Flanders out there. You yeah, know? Yeah. So, like I remember watching Predator when I was 10 or whatever. I'm like, this is the coolest shit ever. Like what an impact that made yeah. for better or worse. Can you imagine what a snowflake family movie night that would be? Like, <laughs> fuck me. Like gonna watch watching a Predator, Seth Rogen the, film. The G-rated version of Predator. Yeah. You know what, parents? No, 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 be fucking no. parents. Like, just maybe wait another couple of years before you show your kids Seth Rogen films. No, but that's yeah. the thing. They've done Fuck. it to movies like Spider-Man. Like, they've made, like, the clean version of Spider-Man. So there's kids out there which, who won't be watching the version of Sp- All of them. All five. What? So Is yeah. the clean version of The Amazing Spider-Man just, a, like, a blank slate? <laughs> yeah, I fucking hope so. <laughs> so, yeah. So there's, like, edited versions of those movies. So you can't... What? So these poor kids out there somewhere won't even be seeing like the Sam Raimi proper version. They just crop all the, the shots of Emma Stone in that little skirt. It's like, <laughs> yeah, it's like, no what's kids, even missing? you ain't gonna see that. So the, the edited version of Step Brothers, they've done one of Step Brothers, for God's sake. They've only taken out five minutes of it, but they've, they've cut out like 300 instances of swearing and 150 bits of violence. Yeah. How like, unfunny what, would what that would, film what be? What would the movie be after that? Yeah. That would be so shit. Listen, yeah. it's not I, when I say shit. when I say this has been going on and this is this is just part of the thing. That's not me saying I'm not against this. Like censorship's bullshit. I think the fight the man. I got gotcha. you. Yeah, no, I think you know these these companies they need to make money, but are they sticking their foot in it by doing this? I don't know. But to be, if I was to watch Step Brothers, a G-rated or a PG-rated version <laughs> of Step Brothers, <laughs> God, it would be so diluted down. That what's even the point? Yeah. What's, Look, <laughs> what happens to boats and hose? It's just boats. Jeez. Oh God. <laughs> boats. I wonder, <laughs> I wonder, I'm, I'm actually fascinated. We should sit down that. and watch the Step Brothers one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Let's get Hammond and watch that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Yeah. Um, yeah. Look, I just, I think people just need to be responsible with what they're showing their kids. Like, yeah. I mean, it's, it's the same just thing with video up. games. People coming out and complaining about violent video games. Just don't buy your kids vi- violent video games. It's not fucking hard. Yeah. Come Speaking on, parents. Responsible Speaking of, no, we've got heaps of experience on this. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of uh, violent video games, what's the next story? Oh, nice <laughs> segue, bud. Well done. Uh, <laughs> number six now? in our list. Yeah. Um, both Duke Nukem and Borderlands movies are in the works now. So 
the Borderlands movie had been announced, I think, last year. Um, but the new edition is Duke Nukem. Um, this is a story that when I first heard it, I did what I always do when I hear this kind of story, which is go, awesome, I'd love to see those properties in movies. And then immediately remember that they were video games and that more than likely, these will be shit. Yeah. When they go into- I think Duke uh, Nukem is prime for a movie though. I completely disagree. I think Duke Nukem is so stupid. It is so stupid. It It would be fucking awesome. It works as a crappy- Parody of action tropes in yeah. the nineties or something. I did, what would you do with a movie of it? You would have to do. You'd have to keep that stupidness. Like it's almost like heavy metal or something. It's like it's, a, it's, it's like so a Arnie stupid, movie though. with with. But Arnie heavy movies metal. are parodies of themselves. Yeah, I don't know you'd how have you to, could even. That, I'd love to see that. I think that'd be awesome. Mm. You have to also think that, yeah, like, but it would have to be in that. It would have to be yeah. so. It, they would have to really know what Duke Nukem's about, and it's about yeah. that parody of the 80s action movie this would be duke nukem is going to be a pr nightmare waiting to happen can you imagine like they're going to have to they'll either a have to censor the shit out of it because those games are wildly sexist like just like next level (laughs) the marketplace has changed since duke nukem (laughs) and i mean you can you can take the opinion that it's it's like it's almost satire um and, and a parody of itself but you really have to have that mindset can you imagine trying to spin the pr on you know, why are we keeping it, you know, why would we have this movie that is just wildly sexist? Or you censor it and then you lose that kind of base audience for... That's the only angle I could think of him possibly taking is Duke Nukem finds himself in a world that no longer understands him (laughs) and is just a ridiculous character that just doesn't make sense anymore because that's yeah. what he is yeah let's see that's maybe a way he's like it could an extreme work. Like they'd have to get meta with it it's like a johnny there's... bravo that kind of <laughs> yeah <laughs> i guess i because i i played a little bit of juke nukem when i was a kid and it was so so different to anything else that was out there it was unbelievably intriguing um look you know, it's a like video- even like just seeing just like women in the way they were being portrayed. <laughs> like it was like, what is this? This just, I shouldn't be playing this, yeah. you know, oh, this is naughty. wrong. This is wrong. And this it is, is wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that's, yeah. I love that. it's just like the simplest well, answer. Be like, you shouldn't be playing this. It yeah. is wrong. See, if, yeah, that's, if that's the tagline of the film, maybe they'll be onto something. Like it's wrong. It's yeah. just so wrong. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I just think there's, there's some interesting stuff at play with Duke Nukem. Yeah. Did I, you guys ever play Duke Nukem forever? No, I was that the most that recent one? Was that the, was yeah, that the, the one that was in development for like fifteen years? Yeah, that's when they the, came out and no one gave a shit anyway. Yeah, that's the one that came out and was just like it. It was it was, was, it was past that time where that level of like sexism and just misogyny was just it, it not acceptable anymore. I guess what, not that it was ever really acceptable. Even but, on a on a gameplay level, it was such a kind of bygone era game. Yeah, right? it's just not. Yeah, it was like three years behind the at least five. Yeah, <laughs> so that's. Uh, I am not holding my breath for that one. Borderlands, on the other hand... Yeah, Borderlands is a lot... Borderlands has always Mass had appeal. its strength. Mass appeal. Well, Mass Appeal, but it's also like... The, its strength has always been the writing in the games. Like that mm. sense of humor and that just kind of bizarre game, like storylines. Borderlands is that the cel-shaded shooter, right? Yeah. 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 Um, I didn't realize it. I thought it was just more multiplayer based. I didn't realize it was a story and a, oh, it's story a based. And they story. also did a, a a Telltale series on it. You know, the one that's do the Walking Dead kind of choose your own adventure oh. type ones. So very very dialogue and character based. Okay, yeah. um, they've done a whole bunch of those. So I think that 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 could work. 
but then again, it's a video game adaptation. Like, yeah. There's... So, so as with every video adaptation, it's just going to be a crappy version of another movie. In this case, Mad Max, unfortunately. Ugh. But hey, maybe a crappy version of Mad Max will still be pretty good because Mad yeah. Max fucking rocks. Yeah, I feel like it could. It's almost a little bit crazier and goofier than Mad Max, mm. which I'm not sure if that's a good thing, but I'd be willing to watch it. Yeah. Oh, yeah, well, we'll maybe we should do a how to do video game movies Hollywood Let's just make one. episode. Let's just make a video game movie and become Frogger? millionaires. Frogger yeah. movie? Frogger, hell yeah. <laughs> let's get a green costume. Well, they've got, let's they're paint. doing Rampage. Yeah. Let's paint Connor green and... <laughs> <laughs> Wait, <laughs> sorry, back up. <laughs> throw him under the road. <laughs> throw him under the road. Although a highway. Yeah. <laughs> so, you'll be on one side, I'll be on the road. Yeah. Like, come on, come on. Connor, <laughs> left, <laughs> left. <laughs> Um, so the getting back onto the story it'll be the first blockbuster Jeez. snuff film <laughs> oh Jesus and it's only 17 seconds long <laughs> no <laughs> yeah that, that's the audio of the film it's a sneak peek for you <laughs> just like shooting from up the window <laughs> oh it's gonna give me nightmares um, so yeah the, the <laughs> fuck it fuck <laughs> Let's move on. Is this real life? Yeah. <laughs> Number seven. Um, so Oak Studio, which is Neil Blomkamp's um, new project, has released their first short, Raka. Um, I meant to watch it this week, but I didn't get a chance. I think the only one that's actually watched it out of us is Ben. No, I lied about that. Did you actually? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I was, okay, yeah. I was like, come on. Like, this is... <laughs> Did you say Oaks or Oats? Uh, oats. Did I say Oaks? You said oaks. It was written in there as oaks. Uh, I tried to I tried to change that quickly enough <laughs> before you were reading it. I was like, because I heard you saying oaks before, but yeah. I didn't realize it was actually written as that. Um, yeah, so I have watched the the debut short film from Neil Blomkamp. Uh, it's weird. Mm-hmm. It, it's like three weird? three little chapters. <clears throat> I don't know. I'm in two minds about it. It's really a really cool kind of little sci fi concept. Does it look good? It's gorgeous. It's stunning. It's Neil Blomkamp. Blomkamp. Connor. Of course, yeah. Connor, relax. Yeah, Yeah. not so easy, is it? (laughs) Um, Grindelwald. (laughs) (laughs) What what did I say? Grindelwald? Grindelwald. You're like, Grindelwald? Grindelwald. We're going to start writing all the names wrong and then you'll start saying them right. I don't say them right anyways. (laughs) Um, Yeah, it was uh, was gorgeous. It was was pretty esoteric. Like, there was a heavy narration, but it, it still, you couldn't really follow a story necessarily. It definitely doesn't wrap up like a, a one story. seems like maybe this is something they're going to revisit. Okay. Um, but yeah, it's cool. It's intriguing. It's got Sigourney Weaver in there. It's, um, it's very Neil Blomkamp. It's got that District 9 violence going on. Um, cool. And yeah, the production value is fantastic for what is essentially a YouTube short. Uh, nice. So yeah, bring on more stuff. Is it just on YouTube? Yeah, YouTube and Steam. But okay. yeah, it's on YouTube. For free? Free, free to watch. Not YouTube Red or any kind of bullshit. No, hell no. <laughs> if it was on YouTube Red, I would not have seen it. Good. Good. Yeah. Good. Let's check it out, boys. Excellent. Um, nice. So, you know, is it off to a great start? Is it off to a good start? <laughs> is it off to a terrible <laughs> start? Seven, 7.5 out of 10 start. Is it's it off a, to? Yeah. <laughs> Is it a buy it on Blu-rays immediately? It's it's more of a why. Why are we continuing to talk? You're just going to edit it out of this. <laughs> just just let Neil play with these little short films for a while, and then he can work up the courage to make another movie. Um, Poor guy. It's yeah. It's definitely worth kind of checking out because it's free and on YouTube. Yeah. Cool. It just reaffirms that he is a good director. He knows how to do this shit. I, I wouldn't go that far. 
Okay. Well, apparently not. <laughs> no, I mean, there's, there's <laughs> like as as a short film, there's there's nothing to it. It's like a proof of concept almost. Like it's setting up something else. Okay. It's like like a pilot episode of something. And not, not the kind of pilot that you actually air, but like the pilot that you make before you make the first episode. Yeah, the one that you show a board of directors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's almost like damage control for him. It sounds like he's in a bit of a rut. It I, sounds like he's pretty down and out. Emotional damage think, control, yeah, I yeah, think so. I he's think just doing he's this like, for him, which is cool. I think he's like, listen, let me go back to basic. Let me just get a few shorts under my belt, mm. get a bit of PR going, yeah. make, a, make a bit of a song and dance about the whole project. Hey, it makes sense. Hell yeah. All right, moving on. Number eight, we had, uh, I think this is the second or third Okja trailer. Um, so Netflix's new, you know, in some areas of the world, controversial film. Um, it's had, got a giant hippo in it. Yeah. yeah. Well, we know some it's countries are very against giant hippos. It's a, it's a thing. I won't have them. Yeah. <laughs> I, just I, you know, until I saw the trailer, I was like, I don't think I can watch because of the giant hippo. <laughs> but this trailer has brought me around to giant hippos. Hey, it, looked, it looks stunning, doesn't it? Oh, my Lord. I'm so excited for this movie. I'm so excited. I watched the first trailer again recently as well, and I think this looks like something really special and something very different than what we get out of, you know, the American directors yeah. that we're so used to. It almost looks like a Hayao Miyazaki um Studio Ghibli kind of film. Mm. I don't know. It's got mm. that really ethereal, otherworldly with the real world, like yeah. fusion. Yeah, it feels like there's some kind of dark undercurrent to it. Yeah. I mean, this is the guy who made Snowpiercer and talk about a dark undercurrent. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I, I, I think there's more to this movie than we're seeing in just oh, these no trailers doubt. as well. It's nice to see a trailer that uh, doesn't give everything away. Mm. Like mm. that Flatliners trailer. We, we, we'll talk about that in honorable mentions, but... Um, Gives away pretty oh, much the just entire gives plot of the away film. the whole film. Yeah. And that's why I didn't want to put it in the top eight. <laughs> <laughs> so I bet this cool is coming to Netflix too, so we don't even have to leave the house to watch it. Oh, man. I love <laughs> not leaving the house ever. <laughs> yeah. You, you guys always come here. You know, I never leave. It's tough. You only ever see me here. Yeah. I'm going to start recording my own podcast at my house. You're yeah. invited, Connor. <laughs> Thanks, oh. bud. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I'm going to start recording my own podcast. <laughs> George, George interviews George. Yeah, look, it looks it looks amazing. Um, it kind of gave me a bit of nostalgia because all I was thinking about it, like is Pete's Dragon, which I used to love as a kid. Mm. I don't know if either of you have seen that. They recently did a remake that I didn't bother watching, which was um, apparently amazing. Was it really? Yeah. Oh damn it! Now I might have to go watch that. <laughs> yeah. Um, it that just looked, seemed to have sick. flown under the radar here. Yeah. Um, I will give that a look then. Mm. Um, maybe for next week. Maybe for next week. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I I. I I have high hopes for this. Me I'm too. looking forward to it. I'm, I'm sad that it's not going to be coming out in the cinema because I would love to see this on the big screen. Mm. Uh, but in saying that, I bought a nice TV recently, so <laughs> I think I'll be okay. <laughs> You'll survive. I hope so. Just go closer to the, the screen and mm. it'll give you the illusion that it's a bigger <laughs> screen. Gotcha. Just like one centimeter away. Yeah. Just lay your phone across your eyes. <laughs> but yeah. yeah. I always thought that was the, the way to do it, but... Now that you guys told me, uh, I'm well equipped to, <laughs> yeah. to enjoy this. We got you back. Um, that's top that's eight. Woo, woo, woo. Yeah, yeah. You can see why we hyped it up so much. It's a, yeah. it's a news-packed week. Um, on to the honorable mentions. You mentioned an honorable mention. Yeah. Just moments ago. Yeah. The uh, Flatliners uh, trailer. Yeah. It's the first I've seen of this film. Um, it's a remake of 1991's Flatliners. Just what everyone was asking for. 
<laughs> High demand. Apparently, looks... apparently, Kiefer Sutherland might actually be coming back in this I'm one sure, as well. I'm sure he'll turn oh, really? up. Yeah. He'll turn a corner. It'll be like, Jesus. Oh, this that kind of, professor. This reminds me of uh, kind of Lucy slash that um, Johnny Depp film. Oh, Transcendence. Thank oh, you. Yeah, Transcendence. Yeah, yeah I'm definitely getting that vibe. Wally Vista. What's up, mate? Where you at? Yeah. Not bad mouth and Marvel movies anymore, are you? <laughs> Wally Fister, man, he had the best gig in the world being yeah. Nolan's DP. Threw it all away. Threw all his films up until uh, Interstellar. Then <laughs> went out and did Transcendence. God, you mm. feel like a fool, wouldn't you? These kind of like... Oh, these... We're hard on him. <laughs> we're hard on him. We've yeah. called out all these directors. <laughs> like, there's no hope for us in that yeah. film industry <laughs> at all. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I feel like these like existential type films that are dealing with really kind of deep subject matters. Yeah. I, don't, I don't know fucking what to call it, but um, they're, they're such a gamble. Like there's so, it's such a, a hard thing to do to, to walk that kind of tightrope of how do I do this in a way that is both entertaining yep. and meaningful. Yeah. It's kind of a cool film for a remake though, I guess, because it's not some stone cold classic that they're going to tarnish. It's a, middling film with an interesting premise that no one really cares about anymore. Yeah, it's not a poltergeist. Like, why would you remake that? That was stupid. This one, there's room for improvement. Mm, Definitely. I haven't seen the old Flatliners, so I I might see that in preparation for this one. Yeah. Be interesting to check out. Mm. Um, uh, Another honorable mention um, is, I don't know about you guys, but I watched the trailer, the first trailer for First Shot, um, which has, I never get uh, this guy's name right, Nicolaj Costa, Costa Waldo. Waldo. There Is we he go. the dude from Mama and Game of Thrones? Yeah. Nicolaj. Nicolaj. He's awesome. Yeah, he's good. He, this trailer looks absolutely sick. This is uh, something that I'm really interested in seeing. Um, I don't know what else to really tell. It, it, I've never heard of it. So. Yeah. <laughs> so what's, uh, uh, what's the kind of concept? It's, it's, the, the, the concepts, from what I can tell, is this guy um, has a car accident um, gets put in prison and it's that, uh, you know, you go in as a good person and then you're forced to become this criminal in order to survive and you come out a criminal. Right, okay. So I love that that idea, just in the concept in general, um, but also it just looks like a really well-made film, very gritty. I kind of got a bit of, when I was watching a bit of Sicario type feel. Okay, cool. Um, it's, I, I, I am not saying that I think it'll be as good as Sicario. I think that's a very high bar to put out there. Oh, no doubt. But um, the, the general feeling of it is something that I kind of, I got though there would be a very high tension film. Yeah, cool. Did you guys see the trailer for Happy Death Day? No. Oh, I, I, I saw it. Mm. Not the actual trailer. I saw that it was there. Yeah. And then I didn't watch it. It looks, it looks pretty fun. It's just Groundhog's Day, except... Oh, yes, yes, yes. It's a day I this girl's life. It's her I birthday. She gets murdered at the end of the day. She wakes up. It's the same and day. And every day it's, oh, go, shorty. It's yeah. your birthday. <laughs> no, it's... Yeah, yeah. So she gets... Um, she just has to live the day she dies, yeah. gets murdered uh, yeah. over and over and over again, which... Um, could be uh, fun. And this is from Bloomhouse, who just yeah. recently had uh, Get Out. Love, love it. But yeah. I, f- I felt like I know the twist already. Well, I, ruin it for us, George. Yeah. What yeah. is it? <laughs> um, have either of you seen or even heard of the 2014 film Premature? Nope. 2014? Um, Premature? Isn't it Predestination? No, 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 no. <laughs> just just uh, the premise of this is essentially the same. It's Groundhog Day, except... Every time this kid jizzes, he goes back into the beginning of the day. Like he's done this completely, this um, 
cycle it. So every time Alan, he jizzes, yeah, yeah. So does it mean ejaculates. Yeah, yeah, as in, yeah. Jesus fucking Christ. Interesting. It's not. Who it, made that? I, it was, um, it had Alan Tudyk in it. Who, who actually made it? You'll have to give me a second. I'll, I'll find out. I, who, I like um, this subgenre of, um, Groundhog Day movies. Well, like they're all just Groundhog Day. And you know, people always come out and it's like, oh, it's so unoriginal. I'm like, it's just, it's fine. It's an I interesting it's a, concept. It's an interesting There's concept. no reason we can only have one movie. I mean, Edge yeah. of Tomorrow did great stuff with yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. The Something interesting to think about Groundhog Day is in the, in the original script, they, they put in that he was actually stuck in for, I think it was like- 10,000 years. 10,000 years or 15,000 years. It was something ridiculous like that. Um, they also wanted to start the film like halfway through that process. So they wanted to start oh. the film with just showing Bill Murray, um, you know, kind of going through the day, knowing exactly what's happening. You kind of wondering cool. why, how does he know all this stuff? Yes, yes, and then yes. discovering that he's caught in this loop, which I thought would, thought would be really cool. Yeah. But um, I love Groundhog Day. I, I, I oh, would yeah. not touch that film. Yeah. yeah. But it's one of my absolute favorites. That kind of knowledge and that that kind of yeah. background information, um, I rewatched and I, I loved it even more. Just yeah. knowing that it's it's a really cool. That's cool. But I do like him discovering that he's in the loop and that whole part of the film. Yes. So um to get back to premature, that that stunning Connor's Oscar nominated film. Um it's Did directed, you star in it, Connor? Yeah. Um <laughs> it's directed by Dan Beers. Who we all know from that film, um, the films that he Octopus directed. and FCU Fact Checker Unit. Cool. Holy shit! <laughs> oh my <laughs> lord! <laughs> that was worth the two minute wait. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's got Alan Tudyk in it, and um, no one. Stop else talking about it. Move <laughs> 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 on. Oh god, they kill me! Kill me! We can. They must have like they half of that out. Alan Tudyk must have just done a favor for somebody on that one. <laughs> maybe it's um, really touching. Yeah, maybe it is really touching. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> so uh, we got a couple more honorable mentions. One thing that I, uh, one of the honorable mentions that we have is something that um, Alex Kurtman kind of alluded to this week, um, which was that Brendan Fraser, uh, his version of the Mummy, actually exists within the same universe. Um, I wanted to bring it up because we we made the um, the or I, I asked the question last week on the podcast. Um, whether they exist in the same universe. Um, and now we have the answer. And uh, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Yeah, it was like an off-the-cuff remark. I don't know. It's amazing how much people care about the fucking Brendan Fraser mummy nowadays. It's, bizarre, it's a right? masterpiece now that there's new ones come out, apparently. Everyone remembers it as the best thing from people their childhood ever made. Me out, man. Oh, I don't know. Everyone's like, oh, I can't believe Brendan Fraser's not in this version of The Mummy. It's like, what the fuck? He hasn't been in a movie control. in 20 years. They're like, <laughs> we got to get some good PR out of this thing. So, uh, yeah. Mm. Yeah, Brendan Fraser's in there. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in canon. It's Fraser, sorry, isn't it? Not Fraser. Fraser, it's Fraser. Oh, it's Fraser. Yeah, not like the sitcom. Again, who cares? Maybe I've been in there. <laughs> salad and scrambled eggs. Um, but he, he's, he's <laughs> kind of making this comeback. It's this weird... Um, weird thing where he was in a TV show. I think it was called like The Affair or something um, where people were like, holy shit, he's still alive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, it's one of those it situations. Was literally it was. So- it was like, oh, well, um, I remember he was in a lot of movies that I enjoyed in the 90s when I was like 10 or whatever it was. And then, and now he's gotten this kind of weird spike in popularity. But it's again. one of those situations where you don't see an actor for literally 10 years and then you see him like, holy shit, they've aged. Yeah, and they've, yeah. they've aged fine. Like, yeah. They're actors, but you just haven't seen them in 10 yeah. years. And it's like, what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you look at your watch, it's like, holy crap. Yeah. Oh, well. Good man. <laughs> I think that's it. That's got to be it. 
God. God, it's like I need to run away. Oh, that was a bit of fun, you know, breaking it down. It was a little bit of fun. Spinning it around. Cool bit of news. But yeah, we'll be back uh, next week for another episode of Top 8. Hopefully some shit drops. (laughs) Otherwise, we're going to be out of a job. (laughs) But um, always good to see you guys. Guys, it's a pleasure. Thank you so much for being here. You're welcome, George. You are welcome. Thank you for having us, George. No, no problem. <laughs> it's been great. And Benny, thank you for getting me that present today. No worries. It was so kind of you. Yeah. You got your present? Wait, what? We're back up. Yeah, yeah. I didn't get one for Connor. So thanks for calling me out on that. Yeah. <laughs> that is a very good point. Everyone seems to be hanging out with me or giving me presents. I, I feel like yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm getting the best yeah. of everything. Yeah, it's well, just... we got to wrap up the uh, podcast. We're gonna, <laughs> we we're gonna have a to talk about. Yeah, we're gonna have a discussion now. Um, I, I, I gotta leave. Actually, I gotta get right out of here. <laughs> All right. Bye. Hello. <laughs> Hello. <laughs>